0: with another episode of the Pop Culture Cosmos. It's Gerald Glassford. Come right back at you here at Pop Culture Cosmos, the Lakers' fast break inside sports, fantasy, football. And of course, everything that we do right here at Pop Culture Cosmos, popculturecosmos.wordpress.com. And of course, everything we do out there with all the stuff that we do in the world of pop culture, please go ahead and make sure you like and subscribe to get the latest notifications of when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers' fast break. Game Source, Inside Sports, Fantasy Football, or Pop Culture Cosmos. Of course, also as well, you got to go ahead and check out what we're doing today at Vampires and Vitae. Go ahead and check out all the amazing adventures they go on right there for you on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, also as well, Wizards and Wine, Wild Beyond the Witchlight, and everything that we do right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. Well, one of the reasons why I wanted to go ahead and record today's show is because. I wanted to know with all the news that's coming down in regards to Warhammer and the new series that Henry Cavill is looking to be a part of after he's vacated The Witcher in recent times. What is Warhammer? Why should you care about Warhammer? And is it time for you to get into the Warhammer IP? Well, the Warhammer IP in and of itself is a hugely expansive culture that hopefully more and more people will be a part of in the coming days, weeks, months, and years. Because it is out there, not only as a tabletop gaming series, not only as a video game series, in several different types of styles, whether it's first person, whether it's RTS, it doesn't matter. It's very versatile in the type of formats and features that it's been able to be presented out there. Also, as well, as far as videos, series have come before as far as in small leisures, but also, again, a larger series is going to be done. And here today to go ahead and give us instruction on Warhammer 101, obviously, of course, my fellow co-host in crime, it is Melinda Barkhouse-Ross. Melinda, great to have you here, but you have a special professor guest with you today, the man that's most knowledgeable Oof. today on Warhammer 101. Now I'm going to
1: have to call him Professor for the rest of the night.
0: Thanks oh, a lot, oh, Gerald. That is
2: sticking. <laughs> that is. Thank you for that one. That
0: one yeah. is. <laughs> Thanks. Well, not going anywhere. When it comes <laughs> to the type of instruction that we need, uh, and we do need to inform, be honest, it is with the Warhammer uh, IP in and of itself. It is uh, confined right now to a niche audience. And I think that for many, their first introduction to it is in interviews with Henry Cavill on The Witcher and other projects. When somebody offhandedly remarks about Warhammer, his eyes light up because he has been into it since he's been a kid. Right, Melinda? I know you've seen the interviews, but uh, you and I... Uh, you know, have a passing knowledge of all that it is Warhammer with the tabletop experience that both you and I have had. But when it comes to Warhammer, I know of no more expert than than Robbie Ross when it comes to what we need to know on Warhammer. Correct, Melinda?
1: Well, yeah, that's fair to say. Like, I can hold a very general, you know, kind of conversation about Warhammer. But when you start getting into specifics about the Primarchs and all of that stuff, uh, it very quickly goes over my head. And uh, that's where uh, darling, husband uh, pr- uh, Sorry, darling, husband. darling Husband comes in. Professor Darling Husband. Professor Darling Husband comes in to save the day. So <laughs> <That's>
0: <laughs> so, so I <laughs> asked you, Professor, uh, we yeah, are students yeah, yeah. and our viewing and, and listening audience uh, when this comes about, I wanted to go ahead and make sure that we are an attentive class in Warhammer 101. So please go ahead you know, just let us know. Inform you said I know before we went on the air that you could go for hours upon it, but oh yeah, nope. just basically what what would you want people to know in a synopsis of a show in regards to Warhammer, so they they can get a jump on and on maybe delving into more into the world and universe of Warhammer
2: i think that there's so many ways to enjoy this particular hobby if you are a painter you're going to enjoy this because you can sit down and you can just paint not care about the lore at all just enjoy like the physical aspects of having the model building the model making your army then you could do playing like you could go out and actually meet people in real life use these models you know what i mean and just play like the actual game itself you could enjoy the lore by itself just the stories and the book and the setting Uh, which is my personal uh way that i like to enjoy it or you can go to these video games all these things you've already touched on uh so i think the best way to get people into it is just to have like a general understanding of like the timeline and the the setting the setting is really what i think grabs most people because it's a grim dark setting uh most things are like high fantasy and the good guys is going to win you know, like when you walk in and you and you meet your main character, you know that he's going to get the girl at the end, and you know he's going to save the kingdom, and all this is going to happen. Uh, what is really fascinating about the grim dark setting is they'll spend chapters and chapters and chapters building up this character and showing their motivations and their kindness and and the frailties within their moral fabric, and then you know halfway through the book very much game of thrones like i would almost very considerably consider this a uh, game of thrones esque setting now though these are knights in space and marines in space where you know the uh, uh where the grim nar- uh, grim darkness comes in when it comes to game of thrones is that you just never know what pers- what people will do to further their edges and i think there's a little bit of overlap in all of that uh so i think the best way to probably tackle this would be to do like a timeline like like where 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 the setting begins and how it became grimdark because it actually starts very light or i could tackle it from what we could expect for henry cavill going forward some of the things that he could play but i can just if i do it that way then i'm just throwing out names you know what i mean like i'll be like oh yeah he could play sanguineous because he's the most beloved and kind son but for anyone that doesn't know who sanguineous is and where that fits yeah you know what i mean like that doesn't not necessarily very interesting to a person first approaching this because they first of all love henry cavill they're a big fan of his work and they know that he's going to respect the ip uh so i think maybe if i just start at the beginning and like just make a condensed timeline to where he's probably going to pick up i think that's probably going to give us our best answer about uh jumping into warhammer 40k for the first time because that'll just be the background the actual you know the landing page if you will at a web page it'll be something that is uh like a nice stable ground for you to then go explore yourself on and if this interests you and you just like this bozo talking about one of those passions maybe you'll be your own bozo and find this to be a new passion for yourself
1: we can also recommend a few bozos for you to go check out on YouTube.
2: Oh, for sure. If what
1: you hear here intrigues you enough to want to go and, and explore uh, the grim darkness a little bit more. So
2: as our narrator, what what direction would you like me to go? Because I'm happy to tackle this in any shape or form.
0: Well, again, you know, when it, a series does come about, if it does come to fruition and this uh, recording that we do is ultimately going to come pan out with Henry Cavill as the lead, because you know, these things can fall through the cracks, but it is looking more and more like that's headed into a right direction.
2: Oh, Cavill be his name, man. I mean, he's going to bring (laughs) us to the promised land.
0: What do you think it would start and what do you think it would cover in a series? Because that's probably where the basis of where everybody or most people that would be coming into the series of Warhammer would want to get started watching that. Then they would want to get into the books the tabletop games, the video games, et cetera,
2: et cetera. All right. Well, he is faced with a very big problem because he uh, is only allowed to play one, right? That's the biggest problem. He has this huge love affair with the lore and he has to settle down and be like, I'm going to do this one. So the easiest for them to do is going to be, uh, is going to be Kavis Kane. Kavis Kane is going to be a mix of a character he's already played. It's very Sherlock Holmes-ish. Uh, very and a little bit James Bond. So in between that, uh, that's definitely one of his archetypes. Now what Kyvis Kane is is he's uh, he's essentially a piece of the Imperium, which would be like the human race in this alien world and uh, he would be somebody to motivate the troops. He'd be somebody to make sure that they're willing and stiffen up the backs of your basic guardsmen. Somebody that actually is going to go fight these giant wars for the Imperium itself, for mankind. to keep on sticking on this world that is constantly trying to destroy them. Uh, one of the reasons it would be the easiest for him to be able to follow that is because it is cavalier. It is fun. Uh, the entire uh, book series, I would definitely uh, recommend it as a starting place for anyone that really wants to get into the lore um this is a place to start so it's a good place to start the movie series or series it also leads it up to multiple movies in a row because you can follow clivus kane and meet the different alien species that are in it as he goes through he's also very self-deprecating within the lore itself um it's pretty much one of the largest heroes of the imperium that is writing his own personal memoirs and in his memoirs he's saying i'm really not that big of a hero i've just spent my entire life trying to save my own skin and this was the story behind me trying to save my own skin yes i'm useful yes i have you know all these tricks and things up my sleeve but this is how i survived this is this is why they built the statue and if you really looked at the true history behind it uh, this is where it came from a lot of it's actually told also from one of his lovers during the book series she goes back after his death and redoes his memoirs and puts it into context for the larger Imperium so that would be a wonderful spot for for anyone to start or for Henry Campbell to choose the problem there and lies is that once he becomes this character he doesn't get to be a primarch now. Right. Yeah. You know, now you're asking yeah. yourself, what's well, a primarch? Right. That, that's what we yeah. want to <laughs> see. <Andrew Cavill laughs> yeah. As, right. All due
1: respect, we want to see him as a primarch. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me.
2: So a quick answer to what a primarch is is in the center of this Imperium, it is led by one man. That would be a uh, the Emperor of Mankind. It would be the the center being that had a great plan after a huge uh, dissolving of man's zenith. So we were doing great when it came to technology and like our standing in the universe itself. We we almost became like the police nation of the universe. But how we achieved that was to uh, use artificial intelligence. And we used it more and more and more. And we worked hand in hand with it for a long time. And it's that old trope, you know. Terminator movie, right? You know, if you give an A.I. long enough time, it will finally realize that you are no longer (laughs) necessary. (laughs) And actually the problem, the chink in the armor for for a better answer. So all those all those great pieces, all these pieces that we've made, uh, we have uh, they turned on us. If you enjoy the series Dune, uh, that'll be the like the preset, the pre things before the first book, you'll find the Imperium of Man and the Dune series uh, very similar when it comes to like the backwards working of technology, yeah. because you can no longer, you still need to travel the galaxy, but now you need to remove all those tools that you've made to, uh, you know, like to make that, uh, that, that trip happen. So the emperor man comes around, he's been around for a very long time, but after the fall of humanity, he picks up the pieces and decides that he wants to, uh craft something stronger more secular you have all these religions all like that's destroying the earth itself and all of its colonies out there after the draw you just have like these techno barbarians that have taken the great works of the minds from the society that has fallen and and like do their own factions well humanity's falling because of that because humanity's greatest strength in this particular series is its unity its ability to throw man and believe in one single thing, and drive its work towards this single goal. Well, the emperor was able to facilitate that. He gets he gets to a point in his wars of trying to reunite mankind, and he realizes he needs help. It can't he can't be in all places at all times. He is just a man. He just happens to be the greatest of all men. So he goes in and he finds. Now I'm I am trancing over. <laughs> 10,000 hours. There where, are people
1: out there going, Oh what? my God.
2: <laughs> in, in, in the comments, they're like, Are you kidding me? You're not going to talk about all that stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to really condense this down. So he realizes that he's going to need help. The only things that he can figure out of using help is the best aspects of himself 20 different aspects of himself within his own sons. He goes and he makes a, essentially a deal with the devil to get the power to be able to create these sons. Uh, where the devil comes from is the warp and that's another twenty-five hours if you want to talk about it that way. <laughs> but uh he he then goes into a uh a a bargain essentially. Uh the story goes and this can be said multiple different ways, but he he's he essentially cheats the warp out of the power to create these sons. Uh after he get he's like in the process of making them these are like refined 20 individuals of the best of humanity he is the best right he's the singular person that is the the pinnacle of what we can achieve he takes 20 aspects out and he starts creating them well the warp gets mad because he's obviously bamboozled this powerful the The warp is a collection of the psyche of man okay so uh hate love uh war passion uh, creation, friendship, absurdity, uh, uh, um if if you're obsessed about something, all these heightened emotions, they're concentrated in a space that then a psyker in this world. So if you're like a fan of Wheel of time, for example, it would be the weave. If you're a fan, uh, just a a source to pull power from. These entities have been pissed off. The deal wasn't fair. So he steals his sons away puts them in different locations before that they are able to be trained directly from his father for their actual purpose of this great crusade that he's trying to reunite all the past and lost pieces of man. Uh, As they get taken away, they get changed by their environments. They get infected by the places that these creatures of chaos, the warp, have sent his sons. And that's one of the one of the characters that any huge fan of the Warhammer series, that's going to be one of the things that they desperately want Henry to play because they're the warp. Oh no no uh, the the Primarchs, oh, the Sons.
1: Okay, yes, yeah. Yes. I can't I can't imagine him not playing a Primarch.
2: It's very difficult because they're huge, bombastic. They're yeah, they're they're, personifications. they're the showstoppers. Oh of course, yeah. man. This this yeah. is your this is your head pitcher. This is your goalie. This yeah. is your you know, this is your uh this is your home run hitter during the 90s. you know? I mean, like this is this is definitely a huge aspect uh, of what it is to be human itself. And uh so For him to start at Kyvis Kane and not to play one of these pinnacles, it's almost a disturbance. I mean, it's it's almost a letdown. But he could play both. I mean, he really could play both.
0: You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. So I ask you, my friend, with all that said, and one of the most common phrases along with Warhammer is 40,000 K. So I ask you when it comes to 40, the K, especially when it comes to the video games, they usually like attaching that in order to go ahead and get even more in association with the Warhammer series. How does the 40,000 K come into play?
2: Okay. So that's uh, pretty much the 40,000th world. Like take right now, take right this moment and go up It's 40, 000 years from now okay. you know what i mean like so where? Forty
1: thousand years 000 years yeah, the future. yeah
2: so like the right when the primarchs are made you are still in the 30ks so mm-hmm. these beings live for a long time i mean like they're essentially immortal so their struggles and their wars they come from a uh you know from a very long perspective you have to have a large you know fish-eyed lens to see their stretch of their time so the, the k is just in re- relevance of like where it is now like we're at 2000 uh, like uh, almost we're, like we're a millennium 20K.
0: the 40th millennium yes the 41st yes. millennium yes so like
2: we're so like right now would be 20k okay. so when he when like that when he starts making his prime marks would be 30k where where the main setting happens uh is going to be 40k okay yeah uh yeah but but don't miss out on 30k because that's where like the great divide kind of happens
1: so 40k isn't a reference to the amount of novels that you have to read in order to understand the universe. No, no. it's not it's not what it means yeah,
2: it almost is I mean, <laughs> from the 70s we're trying but, yeah. to get
1: people to want to get yeah, in. oh dude you're gonna come love on
2: it. Yeah,
0: yeah yeah well again also as well when it comes to the warhammer series one of the things that's that's out there that people may be able to relate to is if When it comes to Halo, it's in the space marine type concept. It's soldiers, it's battles, it's wars, it's conflict. One of the things that Warhammer is famous for is its space marines, and you talked about whether it's uh, you're you're creating or crafting or or designing uh, smaller space marines for your if you want to go ahead and actually play that out on a tabletop format, or if you're actually going out and playing one of the many versions or reading. of the many versions of the ip that's out there space marines are part of this equation how important is the space marine to this whole concept of warhammer
2: as as the emperor is to his primarchs the space marines are to its primarchs you know what i mean like so like they're his sons the war the actual space marines themselves uh a lot of the main characters when it comes to the novels they're the sons of the primarchs so they took the gene seed and that personified brilliance of that aspect of humanity Mm -hmm. and they have now personified that within their small army well not small huge galactic size army but uh so if you have for example will use sanguineous Sanguinius is a very beloved son of the emperor uh probably like he, he he's picked first right when you're when you're picking teams as a kid yeah. you know like dodgeball yeah. he's not the strongest he's not the smartest he's just like the most relatable he's the kindest um so with his sons he's developed that kind of compassion for humanity the uh the person that pursues art instead of instead of violence if possible if if you could talk your way out of it or see the heart of your enemy to respect it so like as that like sieves down gets it like uh, if you're mining for gold you start with the big nugget which is the emperor of mankind right that's the big million dollar piece and then after that is the smaller nuggets that's going to be your primarchs and then you get down to the dust but it's still all gold it's just every a reduced version of those uh those core basic principles
0: once again i have on robbie ross professor robbie ross
2: (laughs) ah if you look
0: at the chart you'll see
2: you know because
0: he is instructing us today on warhammer 101 to give you a better idea why the warhammer series may be something you want to get into whether it's in books whether it's in video whether it's in video games whether it's on the actual tabletop series Please go ahead and check it out today. Just type in Warhammer 40K and it'll come right up for you. Melinda, your time with the professor, you've learned and uh, by osmosis, some of the Warhammer series. What, as a more casual observer, before I get back into the professor once again, Mm -hmm. do you enjoy most or admire most about the Warhammer
2: series?
1: Well, okay, so mine is, is going to be inc- incredibly rudimentary in comparison to, to what Robbie knows and, and his experience with it. Um, and I think that um, what what I enjoy really is, uh, is learning the different Primarchs because then they almost become like your favorite sports teams.
0: Yeah, and you yeah. back
1: your favorite sports teams. And when you go, and if you do decide to, you're going to start investing, God rest your soul, investing in all of the minis and, and the paints and the terrain and, and all of that stuff that you can, that you use to play. Um, you know, then you you get your team and you start building your team. And so I think that I've really enjoyed uh, the very shallow knowledge that I have on uh, the different Primarchs and and kind of what they represent like you've got uh you know my favorite uh is the raven's guard i think that's still accurate yeah the raven's guard i enjoy them i also like the wolf guys
2: (laughs) yes space wolves i
1: I know go ahead make fun no 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 are you kidding me i got a wife that enjoys this Uh, so yeah you know those are all great and those are all very fun but you know there are orcs in this world uh there are the harold which i think yep. you should touch on briefly oh, sure. a little yeah, bit the there's questions. also the sisters you need to talk about the sisters Absolutely. because when you're a, a girl and you're sitting down and you're you're looking at at this you're like this is an incredible universe but i i'm i'm not i'm not going to be a space marine because they're all clones basically right and uh, yes ish
2: there's there's a a, yes 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 yes, yes, okay
1: uh just for the sake of this conversation um so you know you you hear a lot of people going well where do women fit into this universe because uh even the world of man still needs some women in it so uh you know maybe touch on um you know what the sisters are up to and and what they do and and why they're powerful and why they can stand shoulder to shoulder with all of these space marines and stuff
2: oh absolutely yeah absolutely uh when it comes to the sisters of battle um and and there's more than just the sisters of battle i mean like if you look at the larger imperium in fact a lot of the novels have your main hero going to be a a woman that could be a the the pilot of you know the largest space marauder going through things and her decisions making it oh happen. God, the
1: walking castles. I yeah, right? about yeah. Those. I mean,
2: like you, you, there's there's so many different things that that uh, women are completely not. In fact, I think very purposely put in to make sure that the universe is nice and filled with a very good. Uh, demographic of of different perspectives that lead to the same place but the sisters in battle specifically were made uh during after the great crusade uh the emperor had already been defeated not defeated he won but is now trapped upon this golden throne that is keeping the imperium not just safe but like a lighthouse in the center of this horrible dark galactic area Uh, so he's currently stuck right uh then throughout to his chagrin people have become uh talking about the emperor as a god uh so obviously a religion kind of comes up about that and people start wor- worshiping as a god well with power comes destruction and with destruction comes you know people really taking advantage of other people who have less power uh comes in a cardinal uh sorry i don't know if it's cardinal or not there may be a different term for him but a, a man of religious very huge power comes in and um starts taking over large swaths of the universe away and making his own intentions known through essentially zealots, people that are too afraid to go against the church uh, and believe fervently in this man, even though he's not teaching whatever the emperor would have wanted in the first place. And they come across this huge band of women that have absolute faith in the emperor. Well, in this universe, belief like the warp, just like those emotions like pain and anger, they manifest. It actually grants power. Uh, it So faith, true faith within a divine source or a divine thing like the emperor uh, creates power. He realizes the, the power these women have, their true divine faith, and he completely manipulates them. They are kind of on a, backwa- a backwater world. They don't know about all the technology that the Imperium has. And he asked uh, one of his uh, people to shoot him in the face. You know, like, he's like, no, pick this up. I'll show these women that the emperor himself protects me. And he does. The guy has a force field on, essentially, made in a crozier, mm. and it rebounds. So all these super devoted, highly trained women that protect this little backward world, they see this. they like, yes, the emperor does have faith within you. You know what I mean? Like, so we will follow you we will do all of this so they get into this and uh they go and they massacre all these worlds with the power of these uh you know all these sisters of battle or sisters of silence or the little combination of the two in the beginning and finally this guy comes back to the uh to the home world earth or you know Toral or whatever you want to call it right at the time and um they you know finally get to have a meeting with the god-seated emperor and you know the emperor's like yeah screw this guy he's definitely doesn't have your back he definitely doesn't have my back can someone shoot him and the emperor can't really talk because he's stuck on this thing but he makes an exception he brings all of this consciousness back to have one conversation with the leader of this woman and she just executes him in fact he has one of the best lines i'm too busy to die right as they're massacring him and they become this new order uh, that have true belief in the empire uh the true belief in the emperor himself so like they're just as powerful as space marines they well in different ways like the space marines like on a fist fight could win but if you use their faith it's as if blows that should have landed wouldn't right you know, like shots. Faith is a shield. Yeah, right. Of. Yeah. Shots that are too perfect. They hit, you know, they hit the actual, the, the the inch mark, like Star Wars, you know, like it has to go through that hole. They'll make those shots with the faith of the Emperor. So they're just as useful on the battlefield. They're just using a different set of powers, essentially, to create the Crusades going forward. I well,
1: love Well, there them. you go. I think they're fascinating.
0: Thanks for checking out the PCC. Once again, I have on with me Professor Robbie Ross. you got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today as part of Vampires and Vite, where yeah. you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please subscribe today as he guides his players, including his wife, Melinda Barcos Ross, on an adventure that only you can see. And you have to see to believe. And you can go ahead and check it out today at Vampires and Vite. Also, as well, go ahead and check out the great adventures that they have with Wild Beyond the Witchlight and Wizards and Wine today. They're great role-playing games that they have on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So we get more into Warhammer 101 with again the reason why that we're even creating this it's not just because to respect and and to introduce people out there to the great lore. That is the Warhammer IP, but I just feel like the Warhammer IP has been on an island oh, in yeah. and of itself that only a few have managed to go ahead and get on the boat and sw- and you know just go over to and enjoy and appreciate over the years, and it's done fine. It's just you know it just goes along through each and every year. It's like with all the big titles and the big IPs that come out on various formats, you know, the Warhammer's just chugging along. Chug along, chug along, chug yep. along.
2: Very devoted fun. fan service.
0: And I was recently in a tabletop gaming store, and I wanted to get an idea, a better idea of how much lore of the Warhammer series is in the realm of tabletop gaming. Mm-hmm. And it, I went there, and it dominated. Yeah. One wall, one entire huge wall full of Warhammer. Not just the miniatures that you can create, design, and paint. Not just that, but just the the actual board games itself, those modules, the modules, the extensions, things of that nature. Just dozens and dozens of things that are now available on it. But the reason why, obviously, I want people to get involved and interested in Warhammer is because there's going to be, most likely, a series, whether or not it's headed by Henry Cavill, as of this recording, I'm assuming it is, because he's got such a passion for it, but... At some point in time, the world's going to have to come and understand Warhammer. What does it mean to you when you're talking about Warhammer to someone? How do you get them to try and connect with it? And what do you think that the series will do ultimately for people out there to get into Warhammer?
2: Well, I think that when you say the grim darkness, right? Like that's 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 a really fun, poppy phrase. But what it really is is... The definition of the human condition, I believe, is strife. Mm-hmm. Like that is the idea. Why, why do we achieve anything? It's because of struggle. When you're walking through any of these novels or the battle, you know, the battle texts or the video games or uh, the RPGs, what you're going to find is is strife, and and that what the human condition can do and will do to overcome or a a singular focus uh, of of survival so it it is it is unlike the other things that you're going to read because if you're a big you know huge fantasy fan or sci-fi fan it comes a little bit formulaic at some point you know what i mean all the great works have been done and most artists stay away from things that you know, when you read something, you have to close the book and go, "Are you kidding me? That's what happened. <laughs> That's how he died. That's that was her end." You know what I mean? And they don't shy away from it. Um, it is. You can read novels about a simple guardsman living in a you know first day on the job, and they're going to fight an un- unending horde of outrageously vicious monsters so bad guys no uh you know there's no gray area of of their soul we just got to go kill these guys and the idea of that novel is this horde coming at you and this danger and what it is just to be a normal person standing up you know with your fellow men in arms against an insurmountable odds but what the community is in between the simple guardsmen themselves and then you get to the next you know chapter and it will be a general that is willing to sacrifice ten thousand of those individuals to get to the bigger issue you know what i mean like that is what the entire thing is and him dealing with the morality of like no i gotta send ten thousand guys out to die so i can get this tank brigade over here to make this shot on another plot and then you'll get to another one that is like a uh a master of realms, somebody that has more and more influence and deciding to destroy entire world's worth of people, one after another, after another, like entire worlds without any warning, without any fanfare, just to starve out an invading alien horde. And then you get to another level and then you can go a primarch that that can now argue and start to deal with the Xenos, the uh, the aliens that are attacking. And be like, no, and then you can have the political conversation in between all of that. And then you can go, no, we want to talk about the actual places that, that grip the human soul and, and make a man change and go against humanity. And what is it to fight against a larger entity? And what is it to, com- uh, to combat something that is that opaque and hard to nail down? And then you get to the very top of like what it is to fight a God versus a God, you know, and you're going to have all of that within these, you know, from the 1970s to now of novel after novel, that's a continuous theory and a driving force. And you can tie tie into any of those things that you like. If you like the guardsmen, you're not going to run out of guardsman book. If you like the big overarching battles, you're not going to run out of those. If you like the internal struggle with the soul. One of one of Melinda's favorite stories is the emperor destroying the last church on earth. Oh
1: my God. It's incredible that story. I mean,
2: like, and how small is that, right? So you have a you have a man that believes in God fervently, that is meaning essentially a God. And then for that God to tell you that God does not exist and to burn down your last church, like in existence on earth. I mean, like, so you can make I mean that's so small the entire book is about the burning of one building you know that that's nestled within all of these stories of galactic war
0: i'll tell you what though i'm very very impressed with the type of knowledge you've been able to drop down for us professor Robbie Ross. Get a,
2: if, you're not, if you're not careful i'm going to get a monocle
0: there you go, uh, and a, don't forget your top hat as well to uh, oh. go ahead. And, and a accentuate. cardigan with leather patches on the elbows. Mm-hmm. Yes, Perfect. absolutely, and a cane. Kind of get you a cane oh. as yeah. well. Yes, yes, yeah. for the complete look on that. Uh, once again, <laughs> it is Robbie Ross. Please go ahead and check out him, and also, of course, his lovely wife and the whole crew at Vampires and Vite, right there for you on YouTube. But before we head on out, my friend, I want you to go ahead and elaborate one last time why you have the love that you do for Warhammer, and then give everybody the lowdown on what kind of stuff that you guys are up to always at the Vampires V-10. Uh
2: Truly why you should get into it is because if it's, it's a mountain that you get to mine. Mm-hmm. It is, you're gonna be able to jump into any aspect of any nerd hobby and be like, well, I like RPGs. We got you. We got you with Rogue Trader. Well, I like to be by myself and just, you know, just relax and just paint. Bro, we got you. Not just got you, we got a community that follows every aspect of this. uh For normies, for people that aren't into any nerddom, this is going to be one of the largest stories ever told. As soon as Henry Kevil throws this into the mainstream, this will be on everyone's line. It's it is so robust, and filled with everyone's desire to see something other than the main Dane. It is not a remake. It's it is not. A, you're not going to be seeing a live action version compared. To, I mean, like this is. Purely and utterly an untapped resource with some of the best materials, some of the best writing. Heck, if you're a Shakespeare nerd, are you kidding me? This is modern day Shakespeare sometimes. If you want something slash and drag like to Rambo, we got Rambo for you. We literally have entire guys that are made as the Rambo series. So so if if your interest is Shakespeare and Rambo, <laughs> this one hobby has shakespeare and rambo in it if you want to see the darkest ideas of what it is to lose your lose your soul To misery and like you just like the darkness. We have entire books that the the bad guy are the main characters, and they do incredible jobs of making that relatable and understandable of why this person has made these paths and what it is to be a bad guy in a bad universe and still have a semblance of soul. If you want to see the uh, the true etheric legend of Arthur coming up and fighting against the dragon, that literally happens in this series there's there's no aspect because it is so large and it's so robust but the key is is that it's cohesive all of those little puzzle pieces that i'm talking about fit seamlessly into a larger grander story and you can stay on your fringe as long as you want but the moment you want to cross over to the other side you're just going to have it there for you and my last little cherry on top henry cavill is someone that has been willing to put down money put down bags put down fame and only care about a material that is what was needed if someone was ever going to try to make the warhammer series and you have cavill you have the name you have the respect and he may get it done if anyone could you have one of the largest stars in the world that's going to bring this to the mainstream so get on it now that way when all of your friends are like oh my god this is amazing you can be like yeah but do you know about the inari <laughs> like that's my per i think that's what it is as far as what i do uh me and my beautiful wife we both do two incredible role playing games from two different systems uh she's doing currently uh carnival at the Witchlight wild by the witchlight. sorry
1: the wild beyond yeah, the
2: witch light which is a wonderful we're uh,
1: actually uh doing the finale tomorrow where both tables are coming together in this huge epic battle i mean i hope it'll be epic and
0: not a disaster oh for oh. sure
2: yeah that's, a, that's or a an key- epic
0: disaster yeah, uh, yes that yeah.
2: could be just as good i
0: suppose that's
2: a team from canada coming in to play a team uh with vegas and have a huge melee against a bunch of hags and it's going to be fantastic i'm so excited for that uh, what we're working on currently for Vampires and Vitae, that's going to be our uh, third season. Um, this is uh, a lot of my other, uh, please check them out. If you want big stories, you definitely have that from season one and season two. On season three, we brought it back down to a much more simple man's journey through a Western. So what would it be like if vampires were trying to begin a a a startup town a ghost town and bring it to fruition when it comes to the wild west uh, as a bunch of anarchs so if you're into vampires and you're into westerns you can definitely check us out there
0: awesome indeed it is again professor robbie ross Uh, (laughs) please go ahead and check out all the great work that he has done today and every single time out at the vampires vitae his lovely wife you know as my fellow co-host for the PC Multiverse, Belinda Barkhouse-Ross. She does a tremendous job with Wild Beyond the Witchlight. Go ahead and check out what she's doing today at Wizards & Wine, wherever you get your podcasts on both these great shows. Always go ahead and subscribe if you can on YouTube for all of us, all these great shows, including the Pop Culture Cosmos. If you have any questions on Warhammer that I can go ahead and send to the professor anytime at all, Go Absolutely. ahead and yep. post it below on YouTube or also as well, Pop Culture Cosmos on social media. Or you know what? You could always email it the old fashioned way, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Well, Melinda and Robbie, I truly appreciate you taking the time in all the hubbub that we deal with on a weekly basis about the world of pop culture. And it's so funny because, again, we always talk about video games, we always talk about movies, talk about television, we talk about role-playing, talk about a whole bunch of things that Warhammer already touches on, Yeah, Yeah. and it only looks like it's going to get bigger once the Henry Cavill series comes to fruition, if it comes to fruition, which most likely it will come to fruition. I think his sheer passion in the series and the IP of Warhammer will only get it done, so I think that once that comes about, there'll be this renewed fascination for Warhammer that I know everyone will start appreciating. And I want to ask more questions, so hopefully they will reference this video in the long run to go ahead and do just that. Yeah. that's Awesome. Well, all right. Well, once again, it is Professor Robbie Ross. Go ahead and check them out today at Vampires of Vitae, along with his lovely wife, Belinda Barkhouse Ross. And you know, she is always helping me out when we cover The latest news and trends in pop culture, always right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. If you're in the Las Vegas and Henderson areas and are looking to buy, sell, or trade the best in classic or current video games and pop culture collectibles, there's no better place to go than Retro City Games. From Xbox to PlayStation, Nintendo to Atari, the great crew at Retro City Games provides the best place to go for all your gaming options. Stop by their two awesome locations in Henderson and also the Las Vegas Strip, or follow Retro City Games on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest deals and new items. Without a doubt, there's no better place to go for your gaming needs than your friends at Retro City Games. And we're back with the Pop Culture Cosmos. It's Gerald Thanks so much for watching and listening. Truly appreciate it. Well, he is back once again to go ahead and extol the great things going on in Bollywood. It's our Bollywood expert, indeed. You've got to go ahead and check him out anytime he's here for us at the Pop Culture Cosmos. It is Hamanish Goel and Hamanish. Uh, good to have you here. Uh, I know that uh, a lot of people in around the world are talking about this movie, Jawan, that has uh, appeared in recent weeks, uh, done Okay for itself, uh, not to RRR level by any stretch of the imagination, but still, it's another one of the long line of the Bollywood action flicks that seemingly has got a hold on a good percentage of its audience.
3: Yes, it, uh,
0: yeah, it's got some attract. It's not got
3: the triple R attraction, but it has got some attraction where people have like heard the name in areas. I, I think I'd say so. In India, it's earned about, I'm not wrong, like somewhere around 473.44 good awards, which is considered an all-time blockbuster over there. But in the U.S., it's sort of getting there, I guess. It's not its not hit a niche market
0: as of now. Well, uh, yeah, it's, it's hit about 17, 18, 20 million uh, worldwide outside of India right now. Oh, so. it, it, oh i mean that's not bad but it's not as big as (laughs) was. no no not by any stretch of the imagination but still uh it seems that one of the best ways that bollywood can market itself out to viewers around the world is by creating these uh action flicks that you know as we see on netflix action flicks seem to go ahead and inspire large audiences for short periods of time they don't they don't stay with it but they just, when uh, Netflix throws out an action flick, people watch it for two, three weeks. It stays number one for a little while, and then they move on to the next one. It seems with Bollywood, uh, they're following that style of going ahead and producing a lot of high-volume action flicks to try and go ahead and market a certain audience.
3: Yeah, I yeah because we the Bollywood audience has been has been thrown with a lot of love stories in like the previous years quite a bit that people are kind of over that now. <laughs> so the love yeah. stories that did work, they worked, but now they're not really like the thing. If you are going to, if you are writing a love story, it has to be with some other elements mixed in it now. Like a good example, is I don't know if you've heard of the name. I don't know if you've heard of the, the film Guther two that's been hitting some news lately.
0: No, no, I haven't. Oh, are you, are you, so,
3: there was an actor in the previous, uh, in the one of the decades called Sonny Deol, And he was like a huge all-time action star. And I think after that, a lot of the film just wasn't doing well for some reason. And his film, Gathod 2, it got released on like August. It, like I think I would like to say Independence Day of India. Mm-hmm. And it's an all-time blockbuster. And it's earned like 522 crores, And it's mm-hmm. been like making... The rage, so big and wide that it's the sequel to the beloved film that came in two thousand one. So there've been mm-hmm. some unexpected box office turnarounds that have happened, like his. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had Rocky Yogi, we've had Dream Girl two come out. I mean, this is just Bollywood wise, where a lot of these films like Gutter two, if they marketed in the states, they could have also got quite a bit from there. But because the actor didn't have wasn't as big of a name as SRK. Um mm-hmm. it didn't make sense. But they mm. did end up earning a lot. You know, they've been I think there was even a film called Oh My God Two that did pretty well. So we've been having some good weeks and we have the great Indian family and for A three coming out. But coming back to um Javon, I I think based on the 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 trend we've been seeing lately of like the big the the bigger life like the bigger size of life of film has been doing pretty well lately and i think after triple R besides ss raja movie i think the other directors should should have should have should sort of take a chance in marketing it to the bigger leagues and i think there might I think there might be a few collaborations going on, but it feels a little too late for that, especially with like that market is sort of deflating. Like there was a mm-hmm. series called Brahmastra that started last year in 2020, 2022, And mm-hmm. the director was in talks with Kevin Feige of cross pollinating his universe with the multiverse multiverse that he's been trying mm-hmm. to create, but because it's not been doing but because it's not been doing so well, I don't know if that's still on the cards because he does have a second part coming out, and a third one which is like way ahead of it but um, they're in the marks of both.
0: Oh okay well that's very interesting if that could ever materialize in and of itself. Uh, one of the things I want to ask you though with Jovan and as far as being able to go ahead and reach to a, a, a larger audience I have a feeling that because of its very nature it's probably just going to go ahead and reach its limited audience. I think that in order for more Bollywood hits, huge Bollywood hits to happen, it has to go ahead and be, you know, maybe get more into the realm of the RRR, which is still an action-oriented based film, but it's so much more of a spectacle than I think what Javon, from what I've seen of of the actual trailer and some of the other recent offerings, I think it has to get more spectacle for, audiences around the world to go ahead and really embrace something from Bollywood once again. Yeah.
3: I think Jivan is also, is directed by an, uh, Atlee, who's like a South Indian director. So mm-hmm. his, he made that film completely massy with just Indian cultural style where some of them might be interested in knowing about it, but a whole lot of people might not have a good, uh, have a clue of what it is. So it, it, he 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 would have to have integrated a few pieces of, like, American cinema, or like something that's more, like, relatable, like the RR, like you said, like the spectacle. Um, but I feel like if there's anyone who has, who has the breadth and possibilities of doing it, there's, like, there's one film that comes in mind that's about to be coming up, and there's one universe that comes to mind. So, you, I'm not sure if you remember, we, I don't know if we talked about this one, but you remember B- Baton, right?
0: That came yes, out January. Of yes, no. which is another one of the long line of Bollywood. That was more of a, a little bit more spy thriller type, but still very much centered on, I don't want to say mindless action per se, because my gosh, Netflix, as we just talked about, has a ton of mindless action flicks that they throw at you for yeah. the course of the year. But it does not have even that movie does not have the full ambiance uh, story that maybe RRR had RR. and, and yeah so I just yeah. it is more of a simplistic action flick when you get right down to it but it did score well with audiences worldwide yeah
3: yeah it did score well uh, with audiences worldwide like you mentioned but they have they have another film coming up called Tiger 3 and it's like it's part of the the whole the war, the baton, and all those films Mm -hmm. that come out. And I feel like that could do some decent business if one of the Mm -hmm. films is a little bit more understandable or marketable. Um if not there was a film called Suya Vanchi that came out in 2021 that was about the cop universe. And he has a film coming up which is like the if that universe, which has a lot of cops in there and I feel like could do some really good business. I, I think they have a shot of at least getting that hype created mm-hmm. in that direction. But if not, if you're looking more of that spectacle, something that's more understandable, I feel like SRK's next film, Dunkey, which is directed by Rajkumar Harani, if you look at any of his previous films, like let's just take the box office up for like a second. Okay. All of his films... I've had American, I've had American friends watch it. I've had every sort of like from different backgrounds watch it and they've understood the message and they've enjoyed it a lot. Even the films that have come out like from his, from his very early films, they have like an emotional reaction to it. And I feel like if there's any film, they're not going to do it. But if I feel like there's any film after RRR that could kind of be like, oh, oh, okay. I didn't see that one coming it's that film and that's coming in christmas this year um and there is gonna, the one
0: that we talked about the sci-fi uh the rare sci-fi entry for bollywood that a lot of people are are interested in that's coming out in is that january still
3: yeah it's the project
0: k yes yeah project that one k. a lot of people we talked about this before project k could be the next breakout hit i think that if anything is going to be a worldwide hit once again for bollywood i Probably put my money on that if it's good.
3: Yeah, I would put my money on that, except the fact that the lead actor in that, Kabas, he's not. His last two films have not been doing well. Mm. So, so unless this film really hits the jackpot for him, we'll have to see how does it go. Because he was supposed to have a film that came out in November this year, and he delayed it because Mm. the the film that recently came out, he got some big. some big controversy that came with it <laughs> because there is a director that comes to mind but his films are like very like musical wise mm-hmm. and you have to really understand the music from like an Indian person like a, from an Indian audience perspective and I don't think audiences are really going to take the time to want to you know understand that so you would have to be something that's a like a relatable fact as of now the only film that I can think of or at least the upcoming films that I feel like could do the job, like three films-wise, is Singam Again, Donkey, or War II, which has an actor that's from Triple R, which was Junior NTR. He was in the Triple R film. And I feel like those are the three films where if they broadcasted it, it would have a chance. Mm -hmm. Um... But it's it's totally up to totally up to them, right? If they want to market it, I feel like there's only certain films they're trying to market at this time. Um. So,
0: yeah. yeah. A lot of things are still going down for Bollywood. Again, it's it. it I just think that it's going to take something different for the yeah. industry to really go ahead and be able to have that yeah just just something that's going to be different that's going to reach out to the audience i mean because there's so many mindless action flicks and i want to say mindless but yeah you know just you turn off you Mm -hmm. shut off your brain you watch it you love it for what it is some jokes Mm -hmm. here and there they go infiltrate a facility (laughs) they blow up a few things kill the bad guy etc 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 we see that all the time on netflix uh, amazon just all tons of places so Bollywood, there's only so much of that as far as I can translate out to an audience. It's really going to take something different. That's why I was saying Project K, or something different entirely. That's going to go ahead and reach a larger audience and bring more of a spotlight, like RRR did, to the work of Bollywood.
3: Hopefully, Pushpa Two can do that, but uh, we'll see. Or well, even if it's like a a, a show, like Squid Game that just blows the internet, like you mentioned, blows the internet away. There were opportunities that I thought would have been Oscarized, but didn't. Like I thought The Kashmir Files was going to be one of them, but that didn't sort of stand out. And especially his next film doesn't seem like it's going to do the trick.
0: All yeah. right, my friend, though, but still a lot to talk about when it comes to Bollywood. And there's no better place that I go to than the man himself, Hamanish Gawel, Hamanish, great to have you on as always. Looking forward to the next time you stop by to talk Bollywood. And if there's any sneaky hits that come out for Bollywood, you know we're covering it right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos.